0: It's Football Friday on The Fan. Block somebody! This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, follow 1080 The Fan, and enable push notifications to get the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, Blazers, and more. Football Friday with Danny and Dusty on 1080. Take the fight to them. The Fan.
2: 300 Football Friday on Danny and Dusty. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. We love you. It's a wonderful day out there. It's shorts weather, ladies and gentlemen. Shorts weather. You got your
4: absolute rear end kicked in that pool.
2: Yeah, it's colder today. I checked at the beginning of the show, and it said 53 here. Yeah, I'm digging my
4: heels in, though. I still say it's 65 degrees.
2: 54 right now.
4: 65 is short. Still cooler 12. than yesterday.
2: Still cooler than yesterday. Uh, we will trend towards next week. The highs, we are not back above 50 until next Saturday. We are in the 30s. You will not see me wearing shorts in the, in that weather. It's psychos.
4: Well. Psychos right now. Like, already. Just feels
2: good in here. What, what, what do we got from the room temperature right now? Well, We're
4: indoors is different than well, outdoors. I'm just,
2: well, well, no. You you complain. <laughs> you complain about the temperature in here regularly. Do you know how cold the thermostat is right now in here?
4: Uh, it feels cold. It's at sixty-six. Yeah, it's it's cold in I here. I did not. That's chilly. I,
2: I, to be For, clear, I did not touch it because he does accuse me when it goes very cold
4: of, yeah. of it being me. Well, yes, just, I do.
2: Just because I turned the lights off and set it to sixty. <laughs> That's because it's you different. come in every morning when you in like, come in, you gripe about how
5: hot it is in there from the because morning. Because it's 75!
4: Yeah. That's too this. hot. 75 is too hot. Yeah. 70 is room temperature. You can hang at 70. It's it's a little cold today.
2: I don't I don't like 70. I keep 68 at home. Okay. That's usually about what I yeah. What yeah. I aim for anyway. I'll pop a window open if I want to cool it down a little bit more, you know. Golly. Just frigid. Just
4: cold. You can always add layers of blankets. No, you can only get so naked. Just be comfortable. Yeah, like seventy is it?
2: Like I'm, it's I'm, it? Cold no, blood. Seventy. If,
4: if it's
5: if if the, if the thermostat is set at seventy in my house, that's when I start sweating. Yeah,
4: you start doing this, right? Do little... Your room is way hotter than ours is at all times. You realize that, right? I mean, it's what does
5: it
2: say right now? I think it says it says sixty eight or sixty nine yeah. over there. Nice. Hmm.
4: Hmm.
2: See yeah. right around there. It's a good, comfortable place to be. Which. I don't know if that's the place that I'm at right now, as is not official, but sources do believe that the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, America's team, uh, are going to hire Cliff Kingsbury to be their new offensive coordinator.
4: I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. I think that Cliff Kingsbury is a very bright offensive mind. No doubt about that. I think that Cliff Kingsbury in his propensity to throw the... Here's the thing that Cliff Kingsbury gets caught up in. And this is the thing with the air raid, too. And Mike Leach said this to his death, is that if the numbers say we'll run the ball, we'll run the ball. (laughs) I mean, that's it. And Cliff Kingsbury adjusted his... His mentality of even going away from the air raid even more and everything that we see now is more of a hybrid raid. whether it's Lincoln Riley, whether it was what Bob Stoops had at Oklahoma prior to Lincoln Riley as well. They get lumped into the air raid, but it, they, they will run the damn ball very effectively. Just look at the list of running backs that came out of Oklahoma when they were running an offshoot of the air raid offense. If the numbers dictate that you run the ball, you run the ball. Take what the defense gives you. And that's what I. any any coordinator who comes up with a I, I am not set in what I do. I am set in what the defense gives me. And my offense is pliable enough to be able to bend to what any defense gives us. And we have an answer to it. I think that you have a chance to be successful in that. Problem with the Raiders is I don't like the hire of Cliff Kingsbury because they don't have a quarterback. Their offensive line is is a joke.
2: Hey, Colton Miller's good.
4: Their offensive line is a joke. You need to have a good quarterback in place, and you need to have a damn fine offensive line if you're going to be effective with the system that Cliff Kingsbury runs.
2: And there are currently very smart people in the NFL, Ted Nguyen of The Athletic, Bill Barnwell of ESPN, who are trying to draw their own conclusions about this Kingsbury hire because where did Cliff just come from? USC. USC. Who is entering the NFL draft? Caleb Williams. And whether or not the Raiders are willing to push. Oh, there's
4: the mental gymnastics that we yeah, were looking for. Damn he, he's right, baby. How Caleb. am I going to
2: stick this landing? Yeah. I can justify this higher in what they do going forward if they yeah. actually swing and go get a quarterback. We're going to
4: move up 13 spots in the draft.
5: If Danny's over there playing, name that tune with a draft. I can justify this in
2: seven moves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh, good luck. And the
2: only reason I'm doing this is because Bill Barnwell did it for me
4: yesterday. Okay, what are they going to have to give up?
2: The way that they have said this is that the Raiders would have to just give up their, their number one pick this year to swap that pick, mm-hmm. plus a first-round pick in 2025 and a first-round pick in 2026. So two additional firsts, swapping one, <laughs> a second, and a third.
4: Yeah, because the roster's so close outside of quarterback. right. <laughs> Um And no players. You're, you're saying no players, just first-round picks. Yes. Okay. So,
2: base, enough draft capital to go from 13 to 1. And look, I think the Bears would be violently stupid to keep Justin Fields, but I also think they it would, it would be very dumb to trade back that far.
4: That far is uh, it's malfeasance on the Bears part. Yeah. It's so, good drop down to thirteen. I think, especially when you're gonna have suitors at three or four you or might have five. A, you might have them at two. I mean, think about it. Like you have you have Washington, New England, I think that the Tennessee Titans at seven. Good. The Atlanta Falcons surely at eight. That, that's the cutoff for it. me, is eight. And then you go down to eleven. But if we're talking about the Raiders, you go down to eleven, yep. where or twelve, where the Minnesota Vikings and the Denver Broncos are in order. There are so many teams that will be like Chicago will be like, "Hey, Vegas just called. This is what they're offering." Yep. And then you pay it, like, it up oh, all the yeah. way up the
2: line. But <laughs>
4: I love. That. Yeah,
2: the other side of this is that <laughs> they threw out is that the Raiders would be trading for Justin Fields, which just splatter my brains all over the walls. If you've listened to me at all through any of this radio show through all of the NFL season. There's not a quarterback that I would want less on the Raiders than Justin Fields. I, I Yeah, no, I think I'm, I'm firmly there now. I don't think there's a quarterback, an active starting quarterback in the NFL that I would want less on the Raiders than
4: Justin Fields.
2: Why? I He's don't, better than Nathan O'Connell. He is, but I don't want to give up anything for him.
4: <laughs> if, if it's like a fourth, throwaway fourth?
2: That's babe, as high as I would go.
4: Yeah, I think you'd have to give up more.
2: Yeah, and that's the thing it's like I don't I don't see that. So the Raiders have so many like the 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 Mayock Gruden era was bad because they tried to be the smartest guys in the room. They 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 overdrafted and tried to extend whether it was you know Leatherwood, whether it was Flairal. You just kind of go down the yeah. list of of the Abrams, the the guys that they missed on were egregious, particularly in the first and second rounds. They have so much work to do. I think I would have rather seen the Raiders and Pierce here. I don't I don't mind the Kingsbury hire, but I do wonder which which way they should have gone with the coordinators here, maybe having somebody a bit more veteran. But I guess the flip side is Kingsbury has been a head coach, and he He's was been, successful-ish.
4: Their offense wasn't the issue there. No. They're, and it, Pierce
2: did get the defense playing better down the stretch.
4: I think what you're seeing with Antonio Pierce's his connection with the players it, it was strong enough to where Max Crosby said, you're going to have to trade my ass if you don't hire him. He connected with that roster and he connected with those players. Remember with Cliff, Kings, Cliff Kingsbury in Arizona, he was connecting to the players where he would have during meetings a break because he was like, hey, these guys are, phones are attached to them. So we're not going to go through three-hour meetings and just say, you will sit here and you will like it because I'm not going to hold their attention span that long. He has this Players, coach, mentality, sure. right? And he doesn't have to be the guy who is in charge of the entire roster. All he has to do is lead that that offense. The offense has got some pieces that are in place that are really. I mean, you still have Devonte Adams. You still have Josh Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Now, the the you have to use Devonte Adams properly and Josh Jacobs at all. At all, that for would first, be a,
2: for the first four games of the season. Handing that guy the ball might be a good idea.
4: That would be a, a start of where you go, oh. but. It wholly hinges on the quarterback position, and they desperately need an upgrade there. And if they don't go get Williams... Do they just hang on to Jimmy G? No. Jimmy Garoppolo is still a member of the Las Vegas Raiders, by the way.
2: The other part of this is is there's a Heisman-winning quarterback in this draft that Antonio Pierce has a relationship with.
4: And Jaden Daniels. Arizona State. I mean and people think that he's going off the board at three to New England in some mocks. I don't but I he- don't see that, but is that where you're gonna go at thirteen? I have no idea what this team does. There there are big problems there. I don't think Cliff Kingsbury is the higher as the O C. It's a funny joke, but I don't think it's that bad of a hire. They were also kicking the tires on Chip Kelly, apparently. Saying, when Ian Rappaport had that almost immediately. Like, Chip Kelly was was a guy who interviewed for that job as well.
2: When you look at the list of guys that the Raiders had on their list, whether it was Getzey, whether it was Van Pelt, uh, there, there's one other name besides Chip Kelly in there. Among that group, I think Kingsbury's the right guy.
4: This is the interesting part about where offense in the NFL is going. Everybody was criticizing these head coaching vacancies being filled by defensive coaches. Mm-hmm. I think that what we are seeing is we have seen so many years in a row where the sharp, bright, young offensive minds have been plucked that we don't have these think tanks of coaching staffs anymore where that's what, remember, we see that graphic all the time of look at how many great minds were in Washington at one time. Yeah. Well... All of these think tanks that that have grown across the league, they've been plucked and pillaged to where they've been spread out so much that it's going to take a couple of years to before the, those young minds start coming up and through the, the coaching ranks again. Because it, it wasn't made overnight. Everybody's like, look at what Washington had back in 2011. Well, there's a reason why Washington wasn't that great in 2011. It's because those guys weren't ready. And they, they weren't they were the growing. people that they are now. Yeah. And so we need that time for these offensive minds to grow back into we will have these think tanks. It's like pop those up. those
2: Eagles uh uh rosters with Andy Reid, you go look at the players and the for young sure. coaches that were on that roster that are now the best coaches and and position coaches around the league. You go,
4: "Oh, will it come right. from Mc, Mike McDaniel and in- in Miami, will it come from Kevin O'Connell in in Minnesota or McVay Kyle Shanahan LA. again? Or yeah, McVeigh. Who knows where it, it, the next one, the next breeding ground is? But we will see it. But it is not a surprise to me that the offensive, you know, wunderkind mm-hmm. is now in a one year gap, or it'll be a two year gap. It'll take a little bit of time before we find out which coaching staff is the one that's going to develop because. The all of the big trees, they've been pillaged and, and now they're spread out. It also
2: has to do with the innovation in the game. The the innovations have been pushed pretty far. And it's not that you should, they stop innovating, but innovation does not always go at the same speed. Sometimes it, it hits a little bit of a wall. And we've actually seen that kind of reverse course from the maximization of passing, where we've kind of gone a little bit back more to running the ball. You're getting more, you know, single high and Safety looks are getting more guys that so there's that push and that pull. So, the that that Wunderkid kid uh I- ideology may not be air raid passing concept, but the integration of, of different or renewed or rebuilt running concepts. So, you, the the different ideological trees might actually come from someplace different.
4: It'll be fascinating to see. I think Matt Lafleur is a good starting place, though. So. Lafleur, I like his offense <laughs> a lot. I do. I think he's super bright. And what we're seeing also Zach Taylor, whether it's Lou Anarumo last year, this year, you know, Tommy Boy, Brian Callahan, Callahan. he goes down to Tennessee. He's got some young sh- or he's got not young. He's got some sharp coaches there too. It, it it'll be fascinating to see which staff and, and which head coach is the one that has that eye for the young talent because we don't know who it is right now. You don't. You don't. It, we'll find out in a, in a few years because Shanahan was that guy in San Francisco. Now, from the front office, whether it's, you know, uh, was it, Adam or uh, James Adams, who just was hired as the in the front office in Washington, hmm. to his coaching staff, which we know, whether it's D'Amico Ryans or Mike McDaniel, those guys have all been hired elsewhere.
2: You yeah, know, it's, it's always interesting to kind of follow these patterns and look back five, ten years and go, how did we not see this coming? It's like, because it takes time. Because, we, again, that whole instant reward gratification complex that comes along with it. All right, coming up next, we did allude to Caleb Williams in Chicago. There's been a lot of will-he-won't-he news notes and such around whether or not Caleb Williams wants to go to the Chicago Bears in the NFL draft. We'll get to that and more coming up here on Danny Dusty, Danny the Fan.
3: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shop
0: It's a football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty brought to you by the odyssey app on 1080 the fan
2: as long as three or four months ago, there were murmurs that Caleb Williams heading into the NFL draft and his father and his team had a, a list of teams that they prefer not to go to. And I had heard behind the scenes that the two that, Kept popping up. we Chicago and Arizona. and We talked about this, I'm going to mm-hmm. say, four or five months ago. Yeah. And a lot of it just has to do with the dysfunction of ownership and just how poorly run the organizations are, and they just want no part of it.
4: And the Bidwells and the McClaskeys are, yeah, I get Complete at shows. They are. they have not been the beacons of stability. They are the two blue-blood ownership groups of, of the league. They've been around for a really damn long time. 80
2: and 100 years, basically. Yes. It's a long time, (laughs) but the uncertainty in Chicago about around their ownership and the new stadium and their commitment to the team and whether or not they're fully going to spend and develop, or if they even truly care about it, as opposed to it being what the Knicks were for 20 years, just pump and dump money or the commanders under Daniel Snyder that has kept apparently at least Caleb Williams from really committing full term. And yesterday, Colin Coward, without any kind of reporting, just echoed those sentiments. I don't think that Caleb Williams wants to go. And, and Colin is very well connected at USC. There's, If you listen to him at all, he's... The, yeah, he's
4: one of those delusional people that <laughs> thinks that USC is going to be great every year. <laughs> No. No way. No way. And they're only based in LA. No right? way. So weird. <laughs> but he is,
2: he is very connected with the university yeah. uh, and with the people who come and go there. And again, the, the same kind of news, news and notes that, that I've heard at the same time were echoed yesterday. Well, today on his show, he brought up again hey, I've talked to Caleb Williams' camp. They want to make, no, I shouldn't say, they don't want to make it clear. They just, they don't want to they don't want it known that he doesn't want to go to Chicago. It was not a a message was sent, but it was not a firm, of course we're open to the idea of going to Chicago because he doesn't want to go to Chicago.
4: See, and this is the thing that I, I don't understand about Chicago specifically, is that have they have they been poorly run from a standpoint of they've missed on a lot of draft picks historically.
2: And they've literally never developed a quarterback.
4: But Here's my my question about Chicago. One, they, they haven't had a quarterback. They haven't had a great ever. quarterback. It's the, it's like the, Jay it, Cutler's probably the their best quarterback,
2: quarterback ever. It is the, it is the worst <laughs> quarterback history in the NFL bar none.
4: But are they dysfunctional to the point of an embarrassment? Are they do what do they do to embarrass like because we know Baltimore Colts with John Elway, John Elway is like, uh-uh, I ain't doing that. Mm-hmm. And so because there was legitimate dysfunction in the ownership. Yes. And he was like, no. The Spanos family in San Diego, we Eli still Manning. Still on the Chargers. Was like, uh, the, and, and Arch Manning, Archie Manning was like, no, my kid's not going to play for them. They were dysfunctional and embarrassing. Yes. The Bidwell family, I think you can't put into that, they are dysfunctional and embarrassing. The Bears are, they spend money. They just, they their front office it's has just, been kind of in disarray but it's not like they're an embarrassment like these other that like these other organizations have that's the thing that i have like the biggest question is, is like what is it that that makes you not want to be there cuz they have spent when they have players that are good They've just made—their front office made some boneheaded decisions in the past— For
2: for essentially 30 years.
4: And I understand, like, if you're looking at keeping Matt Eberflus and being like, run it back one more year and be like, "Ah, that seemed—why didn't you go out and get a new head coach when you have the number one pick? You could reset all of it. Or
2: take the number one pick and then figure out your coach.
4: But I get the fact—like, I understand having apprehension, but a leverage play to not go to Chicago, major media Mm market— You could have every you could be the guy who is the best quarterback in franchise history very easily. Really is not a high bar to climb because Jim McMahon did it and he won Super Bowl. <laughs> That's he, all it took. And baby. he's not that good. And so you have this not a very high bar to clear. I think Shane Waldron is a good coordinator. Is he like electric and young and bright? No, nobody, he's not blowing your hair back. I like it is one of those ones where it's like you really must hate Chicago because I don't I think their leadership is not in the worst place that it has been.
2: I think it's the ownership. That's that's the feeling I get. So
4: what is the place that he would be willing to go to?
2: I think number one, Washington, because there is new ownership and number two, it is home.
4: But look at what that did for their new ownership they ran into a brick that Dan Quinn was their hire. I, and it was supposed to be like things are different and everybody in Washington is like, brother, this ain't different at all. We've seen this play out time and time again
2: and they don't have to worry
4: about Carolina because
2: they already made their bed with with uh, Bryce Young. So you start going down the list. I don't think he's worried about necessarily going to New England. but Mine also would be. <laughs> but but also ownership there
4: has been pretty damn good. It is a dynasty there. And I
2: I have never heard a peep about New England, good, bad, or otherwise, as it pertains to Caleb Williams. It hasn't even come up Mm -hmm. in any of the conversations that I've had. So that's what makes me believe that it's less about front offices and changes there and more about the long-term viability and stability. The belief that this group could get it right. And I think that when you look at the very top, that – the Williams family and his camp—they look at those two organizations, Chicago and Arizona—and go, "Nope."
4: I, I, and I understand having that apprehension, but you know, we we have this Texas says, "Let's start with the fact they've never developed a quarterback, and we can start there." There, so they never will ever. But
2: when you, it's—I think it's one thing. I, I
4: don't, I do not understand that line of thinking. I,
2: I will go down this road here a little bit, and it, it's kind of it, it's entirely unfair. It's like like my bias against
4: Ohio State quarterbacks up until um, C.J. Shroud. We had this conversation. You were like, he's an Ohio State quarterback. And I was like, well, he's, a, he's not Terrell Pryor.
2: But, again, my point is when you have a record that spans 30 years, it's not a couple runs. It's not here or there. It's every single freaking one of them for 30 years. Mm-hmm. That becomes not bad luck. That becomes ownership driving institutional changes that are dysfunctional.
4: I, also, in my opinion, I also think that in in this time, everybody's like, "Gosh, they've never been able to be." Well, they've also been in a division where the Green Bay Packers have had two quarterbacks in thirty years. <laughs>
2: They're about to have and three for forty-five. Have
4: absolutely run yeah. that division, uh, and so I, I look at it and say, "Okay." Like, if we take a step back, I don't. And Caleb Williams is fantastic, but his brand curation and his it's everything alre- it's is already becoming the, a little too tight. It is. It's crazy. It is. It, it is. It truly is. It is crazy to think about how much everything is all about the brand uh, that is Caleb Williams. And that's something his family's been doing in high school. Yeah,
2: well, those that are unaware, his father is a is a brand business manager. This is what his father does. And so he has built this package around him in in knowing which way this was going to go.
4: Yeah. That scares me a little bit. Uh, that would be a little bit scary. To, uh, it is a little bit scary, to think about. So, but he's really damn talented.
2: And it, and it, and this makes for some very serious intrigue as we head to the NFL draft because of the Bears in a position that Williams' camp might have and whether or not the Bears – I think the Bears keeping fields or drafting Williams has less to do with what that front office wants to do and more to do with what Williams does or doesn't want to do.
4: And the, here's my thing. The, the draft develop, development of a quarterback – the people who drafted Mitch Trubisky are not there. Yeah. <laughs> they're 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 no longer there anymore. Okay, that in and so you say they haven't been able to d- draft a quarterback. They haven't had a quarterback like Caleb Williams. Well, I think they would argue Justin Fields. No, no, they have not had a quarterback <laughs> like Caleb Williams. They've and that's where you go. Their front office has missed on guys before, mm-hmm. like Mitch Trubisky, like Justin Fields, or uh, you can go back to even like Cade Mcnown, right? And like they've and they have they haven't gotten those guys. Caleb, you're supposed to be the di- you're supposed to be different than all those. guys. And I guys. think
2: that's the pushback of like, if you're the greatness that Caleb Williams projects to be, he should be able to overcome that.
4: Yeah, I'm looking back at their draft picks, man. Oh, buddy, it's bad. It. I mean. Rex Grossman wasn't a reach. He led him to a Super Bowl. He they drafted him twenty second overall. Mitch Trubisky second overall. That one's Justin right. Fields eleventh overall. Which that's not that big of a reach at eleven. No. Uh, Harbaugh was the twenty sixth pick. Like they haven't spent a lot of, especially recently, a lot of high picks. Their high picks are on, on quarterbacks. Backs. No, I mean. Like the probably the best quarterback that they had, Sid Luckman and Bobby Lane, they drafted those guys number one overall picks. What that's pretty the, good, huh? In, in the last twenty
2: years, what are the highest picks they've had?
4: In the oh, like w- what draft position, position were they in? yes,
2: essentially who did they wh- where did they take? Okay, or wh- where wh- when did they take non quarterback players? The highest.
4: Hmm. Well,
2: because like I think Darnell that,
4: Wright. Which that was a whiff. Yeesh. offensive line. Their offensive lines really bad. If I'm if I'm Caleb Williams, I think you do have some legitimate cause for concern over their um, offensive line and how just bad it is. But look, you're going, this is the problem. If he wants to go to a team that's good, you're not going to be drafted high. No.
2: <laughs> Which is why you go to the Raiders at 13. Mm. No, he said good.
4: <laughs> yes, Jeff. Ro- good. Ro- Roquan Smith. They haven't had a lot of first-round picks lately. Roquan Smith, what team does he play for now? Uh, The Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Mitch Trubisky. (laughs) Golly. (laughs) Justin Fields. Their first-round picks are not great, Bob, because they haven't had a whole lot of them.
2: Why didn't they have first-round picks? Are they trading them away?
4: Yes. Which is, again, ownership. But Ryan Poles now now running the show, so maybe... Well, it is
2: Friday afternoon, and it is 2.30, which means we God, have they the— they suck at
4: drafting. They do.
2: They're really bad at it, which is why Caleb Williams is like, I don't want to be lumped in with that. If I'm going to suck, I'm going to go suck somewhere else. Uh, coming up next, it is the world's greatest game show, Jeff Russ, or we'll be that back with that and more. But first, here's the Big Kahuna himself at the Sports Center Update.
3: You ever had a Big Kahuna burger? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.
0: It's a football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty, brought to you by the Odyssey app on 1080 The Fan. He came from and
2: on Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. It is a Friday afternoon. It is two 2:30, thirty. Well, two thirty-ish, and the world's greatest game show, presented by Jeff Rust. Oh, Jeff, ah. hit us!
5: All right. Well, Jim Harbaugh introduced yesterday as Chargers' new head coach, raving about Justin Herbert in the process. Harbaugh has had success every stop he's he's uh, had in his head coaching career. More likely to win the
2: AFC West next year, the Chargers
5: or the Chiefs.
2: I'm going to go against it and say because it's Super Bowl Super Bowl participants, they just they did their rosters get plucked. It gets harder and harder every year. Kelsey considers retirement. Harbaugh gets the most out of his guys, and it's going to be a surprise team. There's always a surprise team. I'm going to go. I'm. This is dumb. I'm going to take the Chargers.
4: That means it's your Chiefs. turn, Chiefs, 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 Chiefs. Uh, I'm not. I have I've fooled me eight times. Yep. Shame on me.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm riding with Harbaugh here.
4: Uh, Mike I McDonald. I'm riding with him.
2: Mike McDonald
5: also introduced yesterday as the Seahawks' new head coach. He says he'll be calling the defense until he feels uh, somebody else grasps his concepts enough. Uh, On the other side of the ball, Geno Smith, the pro bowler for the second straight year, replacing Matthew Stafford on the NFC squad. He's technically under contract for two more years, but the team can move on after the 2024 season. So, the Seahawks 2025 starting quarterback, Geno Smith, the field. Oh, field.
2: Hell, it might be Justin Fields. Fields. Yeah. (laughs) Why are we
4: agreeing? Why are we agreeing?
2: What are we doing?
5: Uh, We talked about this last segment. Cliff Kingsbury reportedly taking the Raiders' OC job under Antonio Pierce in his first full season. Uh, With Dan Quinn in Washington, there have been rumblings that he and UCLA's Chip Kelly could be kind of a package deal with Chip landing as the commander's OC. If Mr. Kelly goes to Washington for next season, who finds more success in season one? Chip Kelly or Cliff Kingsbury? Mm.
4: Uh, Chip. Chip chip i believe chip kelly is still a phenomenal play caller he is not a great head football coach and i think that when you look at pieces available and it sounds like it is so rocky this offseason with the dallas cowboys you lose dan quinn Micah parsons is disgruntled dak prescott's brother cd lamb's mom they're all disgruntled they're all just flinging shots all over the place it is the weirdest situation in Dallas. I think the Eagles are primed for even more of a step back if Jason Kelsey steps away. And then you look at, do Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, take a look around the room and say, we out too and, and potentially retire down the road. I I mean, there's a vacuum where the commanders aren't that bad. They're not that bad. No, I, mean,
2: look, I was riding the Sam Hell train for a while. Like I was like, eh, when we're talking about which way things are going to go, I'm still going to go with Kingsbury. Okay. I just, my, I like my dysfunction junction,
5: okay? <laughs> uh, after following Kalen DeBoer to Alabama, rumblings began yesterday that offensive coordinator Ryan Grubb could be headed back to the Pacific Northwest as he's under consideration for the Seahawks offensive coordinator job. Uh, come this fall, Grubb is the OC for the Tide, Hello. the Seahawks.
2: I f- feels like he might be back from Seattle.
4: Sure kind of feels that way. I would be, though, surprised. I'll, I'll go with Alabama because I'd be surprised if he does kind of step away from Kalen DeBoer, but dude just may love the city of Seattle and want to just coach ball, and that's it. Instead of watching how closely Kalen DeBoer and that staff are going to be just kind of lorded over in recruiting and must win and must win at a high level right away.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go Seattle. I, I think he gets down to Tuscaloosa and takes a look around and goes, Nah, I'm good. Let's go. Let's go back to
5: Seattle. Uh, we're gonna head over to the association. The Trailblazers hit the road, two game set in Denver with the Nuggets tonight and Sunday. As of this morning, Jamal Murray probable with a left knee contusion. Nikola Jokic questionable with lower back pain. Blazers have won two straight, ooh, oh. and are playing better, but they hold the league's fifth worst record. Hmm. Uh, the Nuggets fell to the Thunder in OKC on Wednesday, but they are fourth in the West. What's the more likely outcome from this two game set? The
2: Blazers split oh. or get swept swept. The more likely is swept, I think they win on uh, Sunday. Sunday, yeah, because they get the day off. I think they win on Sunday. These two game series that have, that have happened for the last couple of years, the home team is, I, I believe they win both less than 25% of the time. It the, the, the These almost always end in a split. Remember when the Blazers were beat to hell going into Phoenix and Managed to get one last year, and then they got beat by 40, I think, in Game 2.
4: I can see that. So it's just
2: like, I could very easily, in the way they've been playing lately. On aggregate. And the healthier they've been, they've been more competitive. I think they get one.
4: I hope they do. They have been been playing really good basketball. They're not that bad. For them. For them. For them. For them. They're not that bad. (laughs)
5: All right, we'll do one more quick one. Uh, LeBron James uh, is a little bit cryptic as of late, including a tweet that featured only an hourglass emoji. Uh, this has raised questions about his future in LA with the trade deadline approaching, although Agent Rich Paul has poo pooed any talk of a trade request. Uh, after the trade lab
2: deadline, LeBron James is a Laker. Oh. No.
4: Yes. He's
2: a Laker for sure. I mean, the fact that Rich Paul had to come out and actually address this, lets you know where things are kind of headed. And we said it yesterday on the show. I do not expect LeBron
4: James to be a Laker next season. You know what the word? Yeah. They, and That's like the, that's the thing I just chuckle at every time is like, LeBron has been telling us this for years. Yeah. He's not. He, also, things Bronny are is, getting dicey in LA. Wherever Bronny is, he's gonna be. He set up his free agency, so he could be. He has an option wherever Bronny's yes, at. Like, but I love that. That's like I don't think he's gonna be in LA, and this is not just you. Yeah. It's like the the national talking heads. It's like what? Yeah, because he's
2: told us that for a decade. But it has also gotten spicier. Yeah, there, it there, there, there is there is real friction between no LeBron way. and his camp. No way. And- Rob Palenka and the Lakers and Darvin Ham and it's just you know le- that's why LeBron has a shelf like, it's, it's a staying power it's it's not as toxic as Jimmy Butler where where Jimmy's only really good for three four years tops before and he's due for one he's very due for one he's he's, de- he's very 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 due for one very due for one that's it that's all I got that's all you got congratulations. congratulations. Wonderful!
4: This is a good day today.
2: This is a good hour.
4: It's a good day to die hard.
2: Yeah, it is. It's well. It's also. Uh, it's our. It's our second to last football Friday. Oh, look at that! It's not really a football Friday.
4: Either. Twi- yes, it is Pro Bowl man. Everybody's mm. catching the fever of that uh, flag football game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what what networks carrying that? ABC, UPN,
4: ESPN. Yep.
2: Is UPN still around even like over the air? No, no. I
4: don't think. Well, probably. They bury a lot of channels where we like there's channels like that in between I have the static. Like, I don't know where those things are. Uh, comes but from. they're 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 there, man. They're running like reruns of coach and well,
2: that's a good place to be. Yeah, reruns I, of Coach is a good thing to land
4: on. I love this show. I love so it so good. much.
2: So good. Alright, speaking of so good, we'll come back with some more so so good radio and wrap up today's show here in Danny and Dusty, Danny the fan.
0: This is a football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty, brought to you by the Odyssey app on 1080 The Fan.
2: Hey, Dusty, did you know they legalized a lot of drugs in Portland?
4: I did. I knew that. Yeah. Uh, you, you you can even find uh, places where you or can get decriminalized. Decriminalized. Yeah. I should
2: say legalized. Decriminalized the usage of uh, a lot of a lot of drugs, including uh, shrooms.
4: Yeah, for medicinal purposes, sure. I believe. Right. Yes. I have not. Uh, gone down that road, but yeah.
2: Turns out... I'm sure that's the way all those sales
5: always go.
4: Strictly medicinal.
2: Strictly medicinal for my glaucoma. Um, I wouldn't be surprised perhaps to see maybe Michael Bublé apparently make a little trip down to Portland uh, currently based on what we've heard now. Well,
4: because Canada is way further in front of this (laughs) than we are, but the NHL is doing their All-Star game. Mm Mm-hmm. And the All Star NHL's All Star Game is really good too. They do good skills challenge and all that stuff. But Buble was part of it as a co captain of the All Star Game along with Will Arnett, who's a very funny man. And they were doing a press conference, and Buble seemed a little off. He was a little, he was a little off. And then he dropped this on the folks. The answer is no. I will not be the oldest draft pick. The Vancouver Canucks
5: I've ever taken at 48 years old. Go I know ahead. you and you. You're a really good hockey fan. You got good hands, dude. You got silky mitts, my brother. You are the first person who's ever told me that. Because I'm the first real
2: ever hockey fan.
5: Dude. My buddy told me, this is just a microdose of mushrooms. And he was lying. <laughs> so, I'll be honest, I thought I was in Blades of Glory for most of the time that I was out there. <laughs> until it sort of settled down, and then I realized, holy... I am at the NHL All-Star Game. It's we tough. live... <laughs>
2: <laughs> Michael Blue Blay was out on the ice tripping balls.
4: <laughs> just see him skating around going, Stroke man, stroke man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I could just imagine, like... It gets the people going. Blue out there just being like, "Play of Glory, this is awesome. You got some silky mitts bro. Oh, that is so good. I, I want to shout out Mike Gold Jr., who uh,
2: said... uh Tripping balls and taking mushrooms with Michael Buble as the V Foundation package I didn't know I needed.
4: Abso- oh, absolutely. The bidding on that would be obscene. And next Christmas <laughs> season is going to hit a little differently when I hear, have yourself, <laughs> you know, Buble oh, singing. It's going to be, whoa, buddy, I know he likes to party with 2 oz. <laughs> Buble just went up in my power rankings. Look, man. God bless him.
2: <laughs> my buddy told me this was a light micro dose and he was lying. I
4: love that. And do you can you imagine Buble just waking up today being like, oh dear lord. <laughs> I tell you, you see
2: the video of this, you can go, you can go on Twitter. His eyes are as big as saucers. Yeah. My, my my man He sounds like he's all there's no white to his up. eyes.
4: It's all pupils. God bless him. God God bless all you guys. Uh, I can't for wait. Hanging with us for another week.
2: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Go microdose and watch the NHL All Star
4: Game. And watch the. <laughs> I, I do not advise <laughs> that. Do not cosign. Not cosign. Uh, skills competition tonight too, according
5: S- to Swag. Skills
4: competition tonight. What, the NHL. Yeah.
5: How oh, many Winterhawks? Do we one. have any
4: Winterhawks? Swi- Swagard. Yeah,
1: Oliver Bjorkstrand's
4: representing the Kraken. There you go. The... See? See. Oliver Bjorkstrand. The, the, NH- H- the Grand NHL
2: Grand H- skills competition is the best. It's not close. Among the all-sports.
4: Yeah. So, support your Winterhawks. Silky mitts. And if you ever wondered if Swaggard lives here, there's yes. the proof. He's here. Up next, four hours of power from their mouth to your ears. It's prime time with Isaac and Souk right here on The Fan. Have a great weekend, everybody.
2: Mm, bye.
4: You're holding on to your two balls, mm-hmm. and you got a good lock on those things. And then you add three, four, five.